I am John Boris, and I am a citizen of Salem. Hello, welcome to another episode of Citizen Salem. My name is Chris Paget, and happy Labor Day to you if you're listening to this on Monday, maybe on your way back from your Labor Day weekend travels, if you went to the Cape or to the White Mountains or wherever you went. Uh, I'm supposed to fly on an airplane on Friday and head south, and that right now does not look good. Uh, I am the photographer for my friend Megan's wedding, um, and I'm looking at maybe rescheduling, trying to beat the storm on Thursday. Um, but she's getting married in Central Virginia. She's flying in from California, and she has friends flying in from literally all over the world, right into the mouth of this hurricane. So uh, whatever good juju, happy thoughts you can put out into the world to push that hurricane off to the east and out into the ocean. She's got people coming from Africa for this thing. So I don't know, maybe that's not going to do us any good. But uh, if you don't hear from me in the next week or two, um, I might have gotten stranded somewhere between here and Central Virginia. Maybe running a car. I don't know. We're just going to figure it out. So uh, this batch of uh, interviews were recorded at the Record Exchange. And this episode's guest I had met maybe a month prior uh, and got to talking to him. Super nice dude. Met him at the farmer's market. He came over and started chatting with me and my partner, Elizabeth. And uh, turned out he's a Salem local. And I said, hey, I'm doing this thing called Citizen Salem. Can you come to the record exchange on this date, which is like a month away, uh, and, and sit down and have a chat? He said, yeah, sure. And he hands me his card. and It says, John Boris gets things done. And I'm like, well, this guy's all business. So like a month goes by and the day comes at the record exchange when I'm set up in the back and I'm thinking, I talked to this dude exactly once about this. Let's see if he actually shows up. And sure enough, like an hour before he calls me and says, hey, I have you in my calendar to do something. What is it and where do you need me to be? And he showed up right on time. So this is my conversation with John Boris. Well, Mr. Boris, thanks for coming in and talking to me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. Uh, Everyone gets asked the same three questions. Okay. We'll start easy and work our way up to hard. Good. Uh, How long have you lived in Salem? 60, just over 60 years. Yeah. Um, Did you move here from elsewhere? Yes, from Malden. I grew up in Malden. Okay. And how did you end up in Salem? And I met my wife, first wife. Uh, at the Hilltop Steakhouse, in the back was a dance hall, and on a Friday night, I went in there and um, ended up marrying her and moved to Salem. So she was she was originally... She's from Salem, yeah. yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in your 60 years of living here, what's, what's, the, what's the biggest change in the city? That what, what do you think is the biggest change over that time? Can pick or can you even pick one? Thing? I'm not, you know, really, no, I can't really <laughs> pick one. It's just, you know, it's the tourism, um, and you'll understand as we go on with this. Why, what I, I'm very uh, the increase in homelessness, mm. in homeless families, the increase in uh, lack of affordable housing, a mm-hmm. decrease in affordable housing. That's what I pretty much devote my life to right now. So, 60 years ago, was this more of a 
Was it a more affordable place to live? Was it a working class yeah, place no to live? No question about it, yes. Yeah. What kind of, what were the, what were the people of Salem 60 years ago? What, what were they doing? Where were they working? What were their well, lives like? Blue collar, leather workers, et cetera, at A.C. Lawrence, as the Peabody folks were. Mm-hmm. Um, a good diverse group of people, but work was a lot easier to get, and working conditions, I believe, were a lot easier or better. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a... I think the history, part of the history of Salem that gets overlooked is that, because it, it's just so all-consumed with Halloween, right. is the nautical history of Salem. Oh, yeah. Was it still, was the nautical part of Salem still a thing 50, 60 years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fishing boats more, in the whole yes, nine yards? Yeah, no. you many more boats coming in out of the harbor. and Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it was. Um, what are you doing to make Salem a better place? Um, what am I doing? I am doing with the help of my wonderful wife, Ann. Yeah. Uh, we are very involved in community. We do homeless families seven days a week. What is that? What exactly are you doing? I get for calls um, occasionally from homeless family from local officials, police department, whatever, uh-huh. and we uh, tried to put them up at a local motel. And it was something we fund ourselves and help wow. them to get. And I go out and get them living quarters. A place to live, which um, I'm very blessed with. I'm chairman of the housing authority, and you know, if they qualify, that helps. But if not, I have a group of four or five affordable housing folks, a committee, informal committee, who help me place people into apartments all over the North Shore, not just Salem. Mm-hmm. And I've been very blessed, with, and we've been very blessed with Evelyn. And we work big in the autistic movement. My wife does uh, hmm. something called weighted blankets. Have you ever heard of weighted yeah. blankets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's approaching 400 that she's made. It's actually five. Oh, she makes them? She, oh, yeah, we donate them. She makes them. Cool. She bought one, $250. That's why we bought it. People couldn't afford it. Yeah. And um, from that have come well over 400 blankets. They're donated all over, the, basically, the North Shore uh, to people that cannot otherwise afford them. And um, I'm with the autistic movement for many, many years. I volunteered at the Northeast Arc over 50 years ago and wow. have never stopped doing mostly the, I do the aging out in particular, help mm. to get them jobs gotcha. and places to live and all that. What, um, was there something in your life that inspired that altruistic streak in you? Oh yeah, right from birth almost. Yeah. Um, I had a terrible, I'm going to, uh, I got to think before I speak, I don't want to <laughs> say, to, I'm, seriously, I was sure. uh, I was born. My name was not John Boris. It was John Gilmore. Huh. At ten years old, approximately, it's public information. People, a lot of people know it. The police know it, of course. And my father tried to kill us in Malden. Oh my God! And he went to jail. Wow. And in jail, he passed away. Huh. And my mother married a guy named Boris, and he adopted us, which is very common for the fifties, especially. Sure. And so our name changed to Boris. But um, and that didn't quite work out. I left high school at 17 and a half, quit high school, and went in the military. And we said that I was 18 years old. This was in 1956. <laughs> and um, went in the military, and after training, I was shipped to France for two years and some months and came back. And that's when I married my, my wife, Nancy, first wife. And um, 
We're back to high school at 25 years in one month old, <laughs> full-time days. And I worked right over here. It used to be Cumberland Farms where the Domino's is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I worked there as a nighttime manager. I had two children, etc. Went full-time to high school in Malden High School. So I became the oldest senior ever because if you're 25 years and two months, uh, you can't go back to high school by state law. Oh, so just under the wire, though. Oh, intentionally, yeah. The Fed master knew, knew my age. I was working still in Malden, even though I lived here. And he kicked me in the butt and said, get back to school. I want you to have a diploma. And I did it. Wow. And then after that, I uh, went to Bentley College, um, intending to go for two years and still working nights at Cumberland. While I was there, it turned to a four-year school, so I stayed and got a huh. B.S. in accounting. Wow. So, so an interesting life, and then... So that kind of rough start kind of put you on a path oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. helping exactly. others. Oh, absolutely. My mother would say, and I obviously I'd never forget it, Alice would say to me, don't you ever forget me and my brothers. My brothers are carbon copies of me in the western part of the state. They do uh, all kinds of helping grassroots. We're very okay. grassroots, you know, food, work place to live and that's how we'll be till the day we die yeah is there a way that um people who don't know you directly can help with your causes do you have is there is are you affiliated with some with an organization that people can donate to or volunteer with um i work very heavily i'm not involved i used to be on the board for many years at the northeast arc yeah that's like i said way back in the 60s i joined up there and then the housing and um, but we don't we don't take contributions. No, there's nobody that can help me directly. Indirectly, you know, people know of, of work, or especially if people know about affordable like apartments and housing. That would be a great resource for me. Sure. Um, well, I know you from your name being on a plaque on a table at Fountain Place. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that most people, when they see you on the street, they know you from your just from your time in the city, from oh, what you've done yeah, for the, the community? Yeah, because I'm always doing something somewhere. Yeah. And it just kind of you would ask that. My brother visited two weekends ago, him and his wife, 50th anniversary. Yeah. And he stayed with us and all that. But took him downtown <laughs> at the end of the day. He's a character, <laughs> my brother. And he says, is there anyone that doesn't know you? <laughs> so Tuesday, I mean uh, Saturday, that was Friday afternoon, because we took Friday off. Saturday... Yeah. I said, we're going to go to Newburyport. Nobody, not kidding with me, but we went to Newburyport. Sure. And about a dozen people knew me. <laughs> and then to top, it, to top it all off, at the end of the, the trip as we're getting ready to go home, yeah. my next-door neighbor and her husband, we had no idea they were going there, comes up, oh, Mr. Boris, how you doing? Oh, that's funny. My brother just shakes his head. He teases me a lot, but sure. he's, a, he's a great guy. He's probably the same way out oh, in of course Western. he is. Of course he is. He doesn't want to admit it, though. That's different. <laughs> of course. Because we're a small town or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Boris, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you for the good work you're doing, and I I appreciate you thinking of me. Definitely. It was nice seeing you at the farmer's market that day. Thank you. Come next week. We have the uh, people from the ARCA there. One of the uh, clients makes jewelry, and every other week he's there. And he'll be there this coming week. Okay. This Thursday coming. All right. I'll check it out. Definitely a guy that gets things done, right? That's John Boris. I feel like he loosened up there at the end. Walked into uh, the record exchange full of people and music, and then he sits in the back, and there's a camera and lights and two microphones and this weird bald dude. And you can tell initially he's like, what the hell is even going on here? Thanks to uh, Mr. Boris for taking time out of his busy day to come by and have a chat with me. And man, when he was done, he was out of there. Uh, go check out the, <laughs> go check out the video at citizensalem.com just to see when the conversation's over, John's done. 
he's out. Thanks to Paul and Colette and Barron's at the Record Exchange for having us. Alex Asacker wrote and performed the Citizen Salem theme song on her ukulele. Citizen Salem is recorded and produced by me. I'm Chris Paget. Hi. If you or someone you know would like to be featured here, please send me an email. CitizenSalem1626 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Citizen Salem. I'm going to try to get the next two episodes cranked out before I leave for Virginia and potentially get trapped in a hurricane. Uh, But if I don't, don't take it personally. Citizen Salem will be back very soon, but hopefully you'll be hearing from me next week.